thank you for uh, your invitation and thank you for uh, being with us this morning. Okay, I want to uh, share about light. When the uh, I was invited to speak to you and I asked the spirit, what, what should I preach about? And he says, preach about I am light. So I say, okay. So I work on the sermon and I didn't know that yesterday was supposed to be Deepawali. And the, the festival of light celebrated our Hindu friend. So just nice, isn't it? Deepawali and the uh, celebration of I am light. So let me share my screen. Okay, so, and let me pin myself. Okay. So I am going to uh, share this morning about I am light of the world. Okay, and the emphasis is on John chapter 8, verse 12. And I'm also going to talk about John chapter 9, verse 1 to 41, because that is a natural consequence of what is light. Okay, so that will be the, the focus this morning of our meditation on what is the I am. And uh, when you look at the I am statement, okay, this is what the seven I am statement in the Gospel of John. Now, this is significant. <clears throat> so when you say, I am, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He, he, when he says, I am, you will have noticed that the word he used in the Greek is called ego emi, which is different from the word, uh, the word that we normally associate I am. Okay? We also like, who are you? Somebody asked me, who are you? I say, I am Alex Tang. Okay, I am. But when Jesus used I am, ego and me, he actually used the word that Moses used when uh, God asked Moses to go and speak to the Pharaoh. Moses says, who do I say send me? Because, I mean, why should they listen to me? God says, I am ego emi. Send you. Tell them, I am who I am. Okay. So, so when Jesus used the same word, when he used to describe himself, he's actually saying, I'm God. And that is why they want to stone him. Because he's saying that I am God. I am. Ego emi. Okay. So, I mean, in the Jewish culture is that do not take the name of the Lord in vain. So you claim when he says I am, he's actually saying I'm God. And this is what he says. I am the bread of life. 
he who comes to me will never go hungry. And he who believes in me will never be thirsty. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I am the gate. Who enters through me shall be safe. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And Jesus says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will never live even though he dies. Will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the wine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me, and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you will do nothing. So these are the seven I am statements found in the Gospel of John. And that is the first part of the Gospel of John. And that is actually telling us, John is actually telling us that this seven statement shows who Jesus is. Okay, And the other half of the Gospel of John is how to live in the kingdom of God. So this morning, I invite you to meditate on this. John chapter 8, verse 12 says, when Jesus, when Jesus spoke again to the people, Note the word again. That means Jesus was talking to the people earlier. And then he's in verse chapter 8, chapter 8, verse 12, he says, I and Jesus spoke to again. So what did he say in the previous uh, time? And this is the continuation of what he say. And to understand that, we have to uh, look at the context. Because the last time Jesus talked to them was in John chapter 7, verse 37 to 38. And the, the, he, Jesus was talking to them. In, in the, this, they were celebrating the Feast of the Tabernacles. Yeah. In Jesus' time, and in the time of uh, early Ju uh, Judaism, there are three major festivals major festival where all the male family or the male Jews have to come to Jerusalem and celebrate it in Jerusalem. They call it the pilgrimage festivals. They are the Passover, the Pentecost, and the Feast of Tabernacles. So you can imagine all the Jews come together and camp in Jerusalem. And they all build tents and stay in them. And the festival is not just staying in tent, but they also have the uh, the uh, drawing of water. Okay, on the first and second day of the festival, drawing of water because the festival reminds them of the exodus of their time of wandering in the desert. So remember. Moses uh, get a water for them. So drawing of water. That's why Jesus says, 
in verse uh, chapter 7, verse 37. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus says, stood and said loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from within them. So if you are listening to that, and if you are celebrating the Feast of the Tabernacles, you understand. Okay? Because you are drawing water as part of the festival. And Jesus says, I am the rivers of... If anyone who is thirsty, come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from within them. That's the daytime. The drawing of water. Then the festival at night, actually, they gather in the uh, court of women, okay, as, uh, on the outer courts of the temple. And there were four big lambs, golden bowls, and they will light up this lamb, okay, with a, 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 a flame that the whole temple becomes lighted up because of these four great lambs. And then all the pious people, the leaders, will dance around the court, holding a torches. Okay. So it's, it's a festival of dancing and singing and music with light. And this is what Jesus says. This is when Jesus says, I am the light of the world. So if you are celebrating the Feast of Tabernacle, water and fire. And because they are remembering the Exodus, they also remember the Shekinah cloud, the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Remember, they were wandering around the desert. They were led by the cloud and the fire. And it's linked to the Lord as the light of his people. So all those who are listening to Jesus will understand what Jesus means. Okay, when he spoke to Jesus, the people again, initially he talked about water, but now he's talking about light. And you are supposed to follow the light of God. And what does light do? Okay, we know that light is, it does a very powerful thing. And Jesus spoke again to the people and says, I am the light of the world. Okay. I am ego emi. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So he says that I'm God. I'm a God of light. And he, whoever follows me, will never walk in darkness. But will have the light of life. So light drives away darkness. And that's a very important uh, thing for us to consider. Especially we are living in dark times. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you know how, how times are bad with the pandemic. That's why the pandemic, now we have the CMCO, we cannot have church service. So we have to resort to uh, Zoom. Okay, but thank God for technology that we can still uh, listen to the word of God and uh, come together as a people of God. Okay. Dark times, because 
of the economy. In economy, you know, some people are retrenched, some people are without work. Okay, uh, business are down, earnings are down, and whether we will survive over the next six months. Okay, well, I think we will survive. We just have to tighten our belts a bit. Okay, and God will provide. I'm sure of that. So, but light does drive away the darkness. And then we go on. We were in chapter 8, then now we're in chapter 9. And here is a familiar thing. Jesus heals a man born blind. Okay, so remember the story that as he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. Okay, that means uh, it's a congenital condition. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? Okay. Because at that time, uh, any disease is a punishment from God. So that's why you have, uh, if you have a disease or you're sick, it's a God's punishing you. That's why Job had such a hard time convincing his friends that he had not sinned, that he was righteous. Because his friends keep on telling him, you have sinned, please repent, say sorry, you know, and uh, ask for forgiveness. But Job says, I'm innocent. I did not sin. But the friends say, no, no, no. Because of all the bad things that happened to you, God, God is judging you. So they ask, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents? They was born blind. But Jesus told them something that is against their teaching and says that, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened that the work of God might be displayed in his life. So whatever happens to us, God allows it. And whatever happened to us, God will show his glory through our life. And Jesus came on and kept saying, As long as day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work because at night is dark. Darkness time, no one can work. While I am in the world, I am ego and me, the light of the world. So again, he used the same thing that, yes, you know, I am the light of the world and I will drive away the darkness. So having said that, he wanted, he proved it. He spit on the ground, make some mud with the saliva and put it in the man's eyes. Go, he told him. Wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sand. So the man washed and come home and he sees. And, and surprisingly, his neighbors doesn't recognize him. Aren't you the blind man uh, begging and sit down and beg because you are blind? Because at that time, if you are handicapped, you actually cannot make a living if you're blind as you know or you cannot walk and paralyzed you actually have to beg because you cannot make a living but he, he, the neighbors don't recognize him because he can see but i am the man but how will your eyes open they say the man they call jesus make some mud and put in my eyes he told me to go to shalom and wash so i went and washed and then I could see. And the people say, 
where is that man now? They ask him. So we see here, Jesus does two things. Firstly, he healed the man of his physical blindness. So he can see. Okay. And I think more important is that he heals him of his spiritual blindness. That the traditions that, you know, where, that his traditions says that he has seen or his family has seen, Jesus says, no. Okay. You must see who I am and that I am the light of the world. Okay, so with that, you know, and that spiritual blindness is when the, what happened to him after that. When Jesus heard they threw him out, and when they found him, do you believe in the Son of Man? Okay, uh, it, the words went around that he was actually uh, healed. So the the Sanhedrin's the leaders want to say, is it true or not? So they actually uh, took the man, uh, brought the man to the court and asked him. How, do you, how come you, see, you can see now? They don't believe that a miracle happened. So the man says, well, I don't know what happened, but some, Jesus touched me and I can see now. So the, actually the leaders were so upset they threw him out. So Jesus found him and Jesus says, do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe him. And Jesus says, look, look ahead. Now you can see, you can see me. Now you have seen him. In fact, he's the one speaking to you. Lord, I believe. Okay. So he not only has cure of his physical blindness, but also his spiritual blindness. He believed. For judgment have come into this world so that the blind will see and those who see will become blind. The leaders, the Pharisees and the uh, Sadducees and the Sanhedrin can see, but they are blind spiritually. But this man who was blind physically now can see physically and spiritually. So that is the message of light into darkness. And you can see the, the progression from a man called Jesus in verse 11 to the prophet. Okay. The gradual understanding and opening of the spiritual eyes for who Jesus is. The verse 33, one from God. And then verse 35, Son of man to be worshipped. So you see that the John's you no know, is very you no know, the gospel of John is actually very, very deep. And you see this gradually opening. It's like a, a puzzle like that. You open one layer and then another layer and then another layer. And you see that from verse 11 from a man, verse 17 to a prophet, and verse 33, someone from God, and verse 35. The Son of Man, God Himself, that need to be worshipped. Because only God can be worshipped. Okay, you're not supposed to worship anything else. So the light into darkness. So now, now you understand what Jesus means. He says, 
I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, how does this affect us? Okay, how does Jesus is the light of the world affect us? Well, I was just going to share this morning about four uh, points that Jesus is the light of the world. Firstly, we are children of light. We walk in light. We are being in the light and dancing in the kingdom of light. Okay, firstly, children of light. Okay, Paul was writing to Ephesians and says, you were once darkness. Okay, he not only say that you are in the dark, but you were darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. So live as children of light. For the fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. So as children of light, we are to live in the light. And we also have to please God. And that is what children of light is. We are all sons and daughters. All sons and daughters of light and sons and daughters of the day, we belong, we do not belong to night. Remember, Jesus says that night is coming, but we do not belong to the light or to the darkness. So we are all children of light. So how do what does it mean to be children of light? That means we have to be have light in our life and no darkness of all. Okay, that means we have to be try, have integrity. Okay, and the most important point of integrity is who what do we do when no one is watching? I think one of the, the things that we we can look at ourselves is that are we the same when we have a public face, we show to the public, and are we doing the same when in private? When nobody is watching. Okay, some of us put on such a nice face, nice personnel. But in the in our private time, we are angry, bitter, and that is darkness. Are there darkness in our soul? Or are we a children of the light? Okay, so that is. What do we do when no one is looking? It's very important to, to, to look at yourself and say, if you can get away with murder or get away with a few million dollars with no uh, consequences, no penalty, no one would know, would you do it? Okay. Nobody know what. We can get away scot-free. Would you do it? Alone in your room. Okay. Will you watch pornography? I mean, it's not so easily accessible. Okay. Will you just, you know, when you're working in your office, the office things, will you just uh, take a few things back home? Nobody will know. Okay. Who is there light in our life? Or are they darkness? Are they part of our life? They are still dark. And I think the, the 
aspect of spiritual growth is to grow into lightness, into light. And that means that we have asked to ask the Holy Spirit to shine His lights into all corners of our life. Okay, I think that is part of spiritual growth, that the Holy Spirit will shine His light into our inner life, into our secret corners, into the, the, the places, the dungeons and the corners that we, we hide our sins. Teresa of Avila, okay, a Spanish mystic, talks about the interior mansion. He says that they, our soul is like a diamond, a mansion with seven rooms. Okay, and that you move through the rooms to the center, which is union with God. But the first, the porch and all that is full of sins. And you cannot go past that unless you remove the sin. And the Holy Spirit comes and shines a light on the things that are hidden in the dark, or like hidden sins that we are still doing. Hidden wounds. Some of us have wounds that date back to the time when we are children. And that is very, very uh, powerful wounds, you know, that we, we are not aware of until the Holy Spirit shines light on. Yeah, I know of a person whose wound was that when she was in the uh, school, okay, and uh, she wanted to be a prefect very much. But in the school, only people from rich family get to be prefect. Okay, and she's from a poor family. And she becomes very bitter over that. And she's spent her whole life trying to prove that she's better than anyone else. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's a wound that is not healed. And wounds that doesn't heal, as a doctor can tell you, that wounds that doesn't heal will fester. And it will destroy your life. It will poison your outlook. It will poison your well-being. So that's why the Holy Spirit wants to work with you and shine light on what are your wounds. And when you know what are your wounds, then you begin to heal know what to do to heal it. And more so, what are your hidden idols? And sometimes we, we, we justify, we are very good at justifying. Ah, it's okay. You know, we, we can do this. You know, uh, I can make this business deal or accept this bribe and nobody will know. And no, I just get a bit richer and then I'll say sorry to God. Yeah, because your idol is money. Especially in this time of pandemic, in this time of what? So business is bad. So if you maybe uh, grease a few palms and all that, you can get a big, uh, big contract. Okay. So do we do it? Nobody will know. Nobody will. So are you in darkness? or in light. I think uh, 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 one of my uh, favorite author is Friedrich Wagner. 
He's actually a Presbyterian pastor, okay, but have become a full-time writer. And one of his books called Telling Secrets, he made a very profound statement. He says that <clears throat> what we hunger for, perhaps more than anything else, is to be known in our full humanness. That means what we want to, more than anything else, to be known for who we are. That people would know us for who we really are. Not who we pretend to be, who we think we are, but who we really are. And yet, we often also fear more than anything else. Because we also fear that if people know who we are, they may not like us. If we ourselves know who we are, we may not like ourselves. But he go on to say that it's important to tell at least from time to time the secret of who we truly and fully are. Okay? That's why his book called, called Telling Secrets. Sometimes we need to share who we really are. Truly and fully are. Because we run to the the risk of losing track of who we truly and fully are. If we keep on using this edited version of ourselves, after a while we forget who we really are. So that's why it's good sometimes to share with people, trusted friends, somebody you can talk to and share your secrets. And maybe they will share their secrets. So telling secrets for if you are children of the light, there is no darkness or there should not be darkness in you. And the second point is to we walk in the light. Okay, First John talk about if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with the one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sins. And this is written much later than the gospel. And John is saying that if we walk in the light, as Jesus is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Christ purifies us from all sin. Isaiah talks about, come, O house of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. So we walk in the light. We walk together as a community. And I think that as a community of Christ, we should be transparent. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's more difficult, it's actually easier to tell the truth than to lie. You know, because if it's more difficult to tell the lie, because you find that if you tell a lie, you have always to remember that lie that you told to that person so that you do not contradict yourself. Okay, And when you tell a lie, then you find that you have to tell lies to other people to support that lie. So the lies become a web of lies. So it's easy to tell the truth because that is one thing. You just remember the truth, that's all. Okay. So easy to tell the truth. Easier to tell the truth than to tell a lie because you have to support your lie. You have to remember your, the lie again and again. That is, I mean, it's not easy to tell the truth, okay? But because it shows us that we are weak, 
we are we are uh, not so good and all that but it's better than dealing in lies so in a community we need to tell the truth because that is related to relation building okay we build a relationship in a community especially in a church like yours or any other church that should be based the foundation should be truth the community should be based on speaking the truth and one another as we walk in the light we look after one another i think that's very important and here are some a lot of verses you can see in the in the what okay the advantage of having this uh recorded is that you can actually play the game and then you uh, uh pause and then you can read all these things all these verses of one anothering so we walk in the light we are one anothering each other we love one another devoted one another honor one another live in harmony like-minded accept acknowledge care serve bear forgive be patient speak the truth be kind and compassionate okay speak to one another with some submit to one another consider others better bear with one another teach comfort encourage exhort stir up and show hospitality to one another so that is walking in the light first be honest be transparent second is that light shows the way of how we can live in a honest and compassionate community of one another so now that we are in a, a lockdown is it still possible to show one another i think we do i mean thank god we have a uh, uh, platforms like zoom and skypes and google meet and uh, uh lark and all that so we can still meet together as a community okay and uh you know i know churches that don't have all this zoom but they still communicate by whatsapp now everybody has a phone everybody has a whatsapp so you can still share your messages your uh, encouragement through whatsapp or facebook or whatever it is so see the lockdown the pandemic is doesn't stop us from being church doesn't stop us from walking in the light okay we just have a different way of doing it but we still love one another and we walk together now the third point is that being in the light anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in darkness okay i think that is another important point that you know anybody who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in darkness that means we need to forgive i think that is one thing that many of us have problem with yeah we know that as christians we are supposed to forgive but sometimes you know how can we forgive ah that person ah so so and so did this you no know, must have some revenge ah you now how can we just forgive and get away scot free so forgiveness is something that we uh we have problems with and the problem is that if you don't forgive the 
unforgiveness hides in the darkness in our soul. And then it comes out as anger. And you find that many of us are angry most of the time because of, you know, maybe we harbor unforgiveness. We get, you know, not all of us forgive easily. Some of us do not forgive. You know, we love to bear grudges. You know, last time this person did that, one day I will get back. I will never forgive. Okay. Uh, but the Bible says forgive. So I will forgive, but I will never forget. So we become angry and angry all the time. So I think we forgiveness is linked to anger and we need to learn to forgive. Because otherwise, you'll find that you will need anger management. I, I love this story about a boy okay, uh, who, who has this anger problem. He, he will go into... Uh, anger tantrum and bitch and he would just lash out at everybody so the father says okay now what i want you to do is this is a wooden fence at the backyard so every time you are angry you take a nail and you hammer in a nail okay so every time you're angry you just in a nail so instead of uh, throwing a tantrum and throwing things and all that, you just hit the nail. Okay. But every time you're angry, but you do not act on it, but you seek to forgive, then you remove the nail, a nail from the wall. Because you know he was angry most of the time, so you see that there are a lot of nails on the on the uh, fence. But every time you manage your anger because angry is just an anger it's just an emotion there's nothing wrong with feeling feeling emotion we are human beings we're emotional beings it's what we do with the emotion that's important so learn the father says when you're angry okay recognize that you're angry okay and then go to a quiet place sit down and count to 10. Okay. Don't don't heat up with your anger. You find that the anger will slowly dissipate. Then you find that try then you try to forgive the person. And the boy learned that. And you find that it was difficult, but after a while, he's managed to put up all the nails. And one day he was so proud, he says, Dad, look, see, there are no nails on the fence. That says, well done. But you see all the holes on the wood in the fence. That is because of the consequence of anger. Unforgiveness and anger leave scars and holes in your soul. So if you want to be light, you need to hand handle your anger and forgiveness well. And the fourth point is dancing in the kingdom of light. Okay. Colossians says, give thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the 
dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sin. So in other words, we are in the kingdom of light. Okay, God has rescued us from darkness and brought us into the kingdom where we have redemption and forgiveness of sin. And we know that light drives away darkness. And that should give us joy. Okay, should make us happy. It give us peace because we are in a kingdom of light. And this is made possible by Jesus, who is the light of the world. Okay, so light, you know, and we find that worry, the darkness of worry in our life. I don't know whether you all read Mad Magazine or not. Unfortunately, Mad Magazine is so closed down already. But this is Alfred Newman who says, what, me worry? Okay. But we do worry. And uh, again, in this pandemic period, worry is one of the darkness that can come and cower and fuel us until we become depressed and drive and that we make us forget that we are living in a kingdom of light. Or do we worry about many things? Our health. Okay. I mean, it is the 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 virus is out there and it's scary. I mean, working in a hospital for me is scary. Because I do not know when the next patient that comes will carry the virus and will spread it to me. And being uh, in a in a high-risk group, that's worrying. Our safety. Okay, we're not only talking about uh, being infected by virus, but because of the economy, crime rate has gone up. Okay, I just uh, read a, a friend was sharing it with me that he was actually, uh, feeling petrol in JB. A motorcyclist came and tried to scratch, uh, snatch the gold chain around his neck. Okay, the it slipped from the motorcyclist's uh, hand, so he fell to the ground. So the uh, he didn't he pick it up he didn't lose the gold chain but the motorcyclist stopped and stared at him okay crime rate is high so we have to be extra careful as worrying how do we dare to leave our house to go out our financial security okay with our job okay if you are we already retrenched with your saving see you too the next year or two, because it will take a while before the pandemic is over. Take a while for our economy to improve, especially with the political situation as such, people are not investing. So financial security, our loved ones, are they exposed? Will they be exposed? Our children's education, one year out of school, maybe next another six months. So how would that affect our children's education, our jobs, our parents? Okay, most of us have put on weight during the lockdown. Okay, I mean, some lucky one lose weight, but you know, in our country, all these are things that we have to worry about that prove the darkness into the kingdom of light. 
But if we look at what we can control and what we cannot control, you find that what we can actually control is very little. Okay. We cannot control whether we'll get the virus or not. We cannot control our safety. No, we cannot control our financial situation. Though we, we try to look for jobs and all that, our love on appearance country. All these are our control. We can do a little bit, but mainly God is in control. Think about this. Think about this. What we can control and what we cannot control. And that is very important because if we cannot control, then why are we worrying about that? There's nothing we can do about it. So why you worry? Give it to God. Let God worry. Okay. Because if you can control, you can do something about it. If you cannot, you cannot do anything about it. So why do we waste, use so much of our energy? No, I don't know about you, but many people now cannot sleep at night, cannot sleep well. They, we walk, walk, go or walk around with this sense of dread, this sense of uh, uncertainty, uh, not being centered, don't know what is happening because of this pandemic. Okay, after 11 months, uh, nine months of it, you know, we are all feeling it. Even the toughest of us are feeling that. And, and we worry. And Matthew, okay, Jesus, Jesus says, Therefore, I tell you, okay, always therefore means something before that. He has been explaining that and he says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Do not worry about your life. What you eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear is life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store, uh, store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than that? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? So, when we dance in the kingdom of light, we drive away the darkness of worry. So in conclusion, okay, we are children of light. We walk in the light. We are being in the light. And we dance in the kingdom of light. Okay, Jesus says, I am. I am. the light of the world. And I hope that we learn to live in the light. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you for this time of sharing, of being reminded that we are, that you are the light of the world. And you, in you, is no darkness. And we are living in the kingdom of light. And there should be no darkness in us too. So we ask for your Holy Spirit to work in our lives 
in this community to drive away the darkness and that we live in the light. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Sin, you need to unmute. Sin, please unmute. Okay.